1: Welcome back to the John Clay Podcast. I'm John Clay, sports columnist with the Lexington Arrow Leader and Kentucky.com. It's Friday, August 20th, 2021. We are heading towards Kentucky's football season opener, September 4th against Louisiana Monroe at Kroger Field, and today we're bringing you the fourth in our position-by-position series, breaking down the UK football roster. We've done the quarterbacks, the running backs, and the wide receivers. Today, we're going to switch over to the defensive side of the ball and talk about the secondary with my guest, Josh Moore of the Lexington Arrow Leader and Kentucky.com, the UK football beat writer. We talked about all the defensive backs, and we also talked about what happened on Thursday when six University of Kentucky football players were charged uh, with first-degree burglary for an incident that happened back in March. There was also an additional charge uh, for one of the six, and we'll get into that, and we'll get into a breakdown of the whole secondary with Josh. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get right to it. Talking about U.K. secondary with Josh Moore of the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. Okay, my guest on the podcast is Josh Moore, U.K. football beat writer for the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. How's it going, Josh?
0: I'm good John nothing uh, nothing happening in UK land yeah Sweet. right nothing. nothing
1: at all <laughs> We are recording this on Friday morning uh August uh, today's the 20th right August 20th uh last night or late yesterday afternoon a uh, bit of news on the UK front with uh, the arrest of six uh, UK fo- or six UK football players were charged with first degree burglary one was charged with wanton endangerment uh, apparently from an, uh, something that happened in a at a party off campus party at UK back in March uh today we're going to talk about the secondary and three of the players that are involved in this are secondary players uh uh, are playing uk secondary uh, vito tisdale uh, joel williams and andrew phillips uh mark stoops released a statement which basically said that they knew about the incident and he couldn't say anything more uh out of respect for the legal process uh do we know anything else? And are these guys the, all were practicing? I think on t- we got to see practice on Tuesday. All three of those guys, I believe, we saw practicing on Tuesday. but uh, I guess. What do we know? And are they, are these guys going to be suspended, or are they going to be able to play? Or do we know that?
0: Yeah, I, I think as of now, we don't really know what's going to happen with these guys. Well, I, well, I, well, I shouldn't say that um, exactly. We. We know that. So you mentioned Stoops' statement, and, and, and I guess I also want to say, you know, the three other guys were R.J. Adams, uh, Jaton McLean, and Ernest Sanders. Uh, all and, and you know, to my knowledge, all of these guys have been participating in practice um, since fall camp started. Um, you mentioned Stoops' statement that in that in that release, he mentioned that UK has been aware of this since. March. So, so basically since it occurred. Right. Um, and that they, the players were withheld from team activities is how, um, he described it, um, until a student, con- what, what they call it a student conduct review was, was held. And, and then I guess, you know, following that review, we don't know how that went. That's something, um, you know, we just don't have access to at the moment. Um, the details of that, they were cleared and returned, um, were able to, you know, resume activity, uh, over the summer in June. And, you know, Stoops in that statement also mentioned, uh, that we'll, you know, evaluating the be, be, they'll be kind of evaluating things as they develop. Um, but it sounded like, you know, following that review there, there, I guess there, they had reason to believe that there was no, um, that that was it, you know, that this was the, the end of whatever this this situation was right. um obviously you know when you have um criminal charges um filed against you or you know i think that changes things i don't know for sure that um you know we don't know obviously how the the legal process will, will play out or what what's going to come of this or if there's anything to it or not but uh i think that does have to change things if you have players um with felony charges uh, pending against them, I would think that it has to uh, affect uh, a lot of things that, you know, their participation in practice perhaps. And, and, but also you're just a, you know, the whole team dynamic. Um, I think it's, cer- it's certainly disruptive. Um, I, I yesterday I, I, I said, you know, it's a, it's not necessarily a new distraction, but in some ways it is a new distraction because, um, it's probably something the team was aware of and thought they were behind, or had put behind them, and, and now it's it's something that's clearly at the forefront and making headlines. And it's going to be, you know, it it's 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 become the biggest story uh, involving UK football, leading up to a season where you you know had a lot of excitement and and, and a lot of stuff that people were talking about, and and now this is really this is going to be hanging over the you know definitely the start of the season.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of course unanswered questions. Um, To me, the main uh, one of the big questions is what happened between the student what happened with the student conduct review and then what happened between the student conduct review if it cleared them and uh, what what caused the police then to charge them uh, on august the 19th for something that happened in march something had to have changed between uh you know those two things what what changed i you know i don't know for sure there's a lot of stories going around we don't know yet you know what's true and what's not true so we'll just have to see how it plays out uh if mark knew about the incident and knew about uh you know, and then it'd be clear by the student conduct review. I think that's why he, the players were able to participate in practice. I think we've seen all these guys uh, in the two practices that we've. Uh, I know Juton McLean was kind of out on Tuesday, but we saw him in the open practice, the fan day practice uh, back on August 7th. And in fact, he's been getting a lot of raves in camp for how well he's played. So. Um, uh, you'll just, I guess you know. They like say we'll just have to wait and see. Our next opportunity to talk to Mark will be on Saturday after the scrimmage. Uh, but my guess is that he probably will not be real forthcoming about <laughs> what's going on with the situation, given his statement yesterday. But but we'll see. Um, okay, let's talk about how this affects the second the secondary. Uh, like I said, you got three guys: Tisdale, Williams, and. Phillips, who were all three defensive backs. Um, I don't know that any of the three, with maybe the possible, possible exception of Tisdale, was going to be a uh, primary member you know, uh, of the secondary because they do have a lot of experience coming back. I know they lost... Uh, um, they uh lost Kelvin Joseph, who was a second round draft pick, uh, by the Dallas Cowboys. But uh really aside from him, they've got most everybody back from last year. Oh, well, I take that back. Brandon Eccles, who was taken by the Jets, and whom everything I read is has been very impressive in the Jets camps. So they lost him as well. But besides those two guys, they got a lot of experience back, wouldn't you say?
0: Yeah, they, they yeah, they certainly lost a lot of really good uh, you know, you know, top end talent there. Um, you know, it's been, I I personally just, you know, as a, uh, you know, just a reflection point. uh, I've been, it's been cool to see Brandon Eccles, especially impressing as much as he has. I was always really high on that kid. Um, and I really love just how he, you know, what he brought physically, um, to the position, uh, there at corner. And, and and so it's really exciting to see him, uh, you know, show out, especially, and obviously Kelvin, you know, was probably going to have a pretty good chance of, of doing some impressive things there with the Cowboys. um, you know, the, yeah. There's a lot of experience in the secondary. I think it's it's you know, <laughs> if you if you were going to have any position group get uh, embroiled in, in a legal matter uh, that could possibly keep them off the field, uh, you, you could have done you know worse than than choosing the secondary. I guess if you're looking at All a right. broad spot. And, um, I mean, because they have a, a ton of guys you know, that have played and, and have experience, and you know, to varying degrees. I think, um, you know, we'll get into it. There's some newer guys that have played, you know, younger guys that have played, um, you know, some some fairly significant snaps. But but there's also a lot of older guys um, who've, who've been around for a while and know the system and, and really, you know, started to, to come into their own last year. I think, um, you know, the place I kind of want to start is Cedric Dort. He, you know, one of the cornerbacks, he
1: start with Cedric. Go ahead.
0: (laughs) Yeah. He, I mean, he. I I just, I'm just so impressed with that kid's uh, attitude, you know, because he was a guy, he was, he was a starter in 2019, you know, started every, uh, well, almost every game. I think he was out for an injury uh, one of the one, one game that year, but he, you know, he was, he, he, you know, red shirted uh, in 2018, I think, you know, due to an injury, and then, you know, so comes back, he's a redshirt sophomore in 2019, starts, you know, for a team that, you know, its defense was, was you know, they were on the field a lot that season. <laughs> yeah, they were, you right. know, they were, um, and, and had to, you know, a lot was asked of him. And I remember he, uh, he played, you know, he wasn't like lots out, but he played pretty well. Uh, just did enough, you know, did did what you needed to see from a guy that was out there, you know, starting as a, as a pretty young player at that time. And you know, I remember speaking with him ahead of the, the Belk bowl and it was the first time we'd really ever had like an interview sit down with, with, with Jordan. He was very just poised and, you know, kind of, he's he sort of, you know, if, 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 anyone's ever watched him interview, he's, he's pretty, you know, he doesn't say a lot, but he's pretty calm and, and pretty, you know, I don't want to say measured, but he's pretty direct in what he's saying. Um, and I just think he's, you know, I just think he has a really good attitude about, you know, everything. And I, and I mentioned that I keep bringing up the attitude because last year, Kelvin Joseph, you know, took his job <laughs> and, right. and, and he's a guy that, uh, you know, he's still got to play, but you know, when you're a starter and then, you know, a talented player just comes and usurps you um, there's a lot that can, tend, you know, I think go through your head and, you know, you wonder, Oh, can I go start somewhere else or, um, you know, and, and at a different point in Kentucky football history, he may have transferred, you know, Um, I think they've built something very strong there though. In that, in that position group, especially. And, and, you know, it's just, there's a good, um, you know, sense of a lot of guys are going to get to play and, and contribute. So, you know, it's not a knock to, you know, go from being a starter to a guy that's coming off the bench. And, And now he's back, you know, he'll probably start again this year and, and, and bring, you know, the things that you, you know, he brings a lot of experience. He's played a lot of games. He's played in 31 games. He's, you know, been played with a lot of good players, played against a lot of, um, you know, talented teams in the SEC. And I, I think, you know, I think Dort is a guy that doesn't get talked about enough. Um, just, just for those reasons. He's just real steady. I don't know that he's, he's not going to be a superstar. He's not going to be uh you know a guy that's out there you know getting four interceptions like Joseph last year but, but I think he's just a real steady presence and I think that um you know that that, that matters too when you're evaluating kind of the a, a play of a, of, a, of a player
1: yeah no doubt yeah no doubt uh uh True. The guy I want to start with is, is Yusuf Corker. I think Corker uh, may, plays mainly safety. I think he's got all SEC capabilities. I thought it was interesting what uh, we talked to. Like I said, we were recording this on Friday. We talked to Brad White on Thursday. Uh, Brad, when Brad was asked about Corker, he said he's you know he basically said, "Okay, now go be great." Uh, you know, he came Yusuf came back for you know for his senior season. He, uh, you know, I think he's got a. He's another guy who's been, you know, steady, developed each year. Uh, can be a playmaker. You know, I, I'm looking for a big year out of Yusuf Corker. I think, you know, I think he's got a chance to, uh, you know, be. I think he's an All SEC caliber player at his spot.
0: So I agree, and he's, I mean, another guy that's, you know, played a lot of games, started right. 20, 20, 24, 23 straight games. He's, he's a, a, a dude that. He's built. It's funny seeing some of these guys this year because we didn't get to see many of these guys, you know, up close and in person, uh, you know, last year at all. Right. So we're seeing some of these guys, you know, how they've matured physically, you know, over a two-year period, and he is built. <laughs> I mean he he looks like uh, he looks like an all-SE safety. Uh, you right. really i think you get really excited what, about what what of brings to, to you know the the secondary just i mean he just and he does a lot of stuff you know he he gets interceptions you know you know forces fumbles he's he just very disruptive and uh you know and is able to to do a lot for the defense and it's great you know i, I think between him and you know and, Sed and 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 some other guys that we'll talk about it's been it, I, it's got to be nice being Chris Collins, you know, coming in and and right. and inheriting a room like that. Um, you know, we we didn't really talk about you know Steve Klingskill leaving in the off season and all the you know great stuff that he was able to do to kind of build this this position group up. Um, but you got to be pretty excited if you're Chris Collins, just about you know what you walked into,
1: right? Right. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, Chris Collins. Yeah. Steve Klink scale uh, UK's cornerbacks coach, in the past left to go to Michigan. Uh, you know which. You know hurts on a couple levels he's done a really good job as a position coach and he hurt and he's done a really good job in uh, opening up some recruiting inroads in michigan where kentucky has been able to get some players over the last few years but uh we got a chance to talk to chris collins again the other day he seems like a young smart bright guy and i think uh you know uh they've been you know uh brad white talked about him yesterday about uh they feel like he's going to do a really you know really good job uh in that spot um And one of the guys that uh, Chris Collins inherited is kind of the guy who's the up-and-coming star in the the, uh, secondary, and that's Carrington Valentine. Uh, I covered their Wildcat kickoff luncheon at Kroger Field back, oh, right before the start of camp. And one of the questions Tom Leach asked to Brad White was that last year, Jamin Davis, you know, kind of came out of, maybe not out of nowhere, but he really, you know, uh, really rose up and, um, uh, you know, to where it was a... You know, taken in the first round of the NFL draft by the Washington Football Team, uh, was there somebody on the defense that maybe not could reach that level, but somebody that is about ready to, you know, make a big leap? And the first person immediately, Brad White mentioned Carrington Valentine, and we saw him make a interception in the open practice that so we got to see. Uh, and just listening to the coaches, I think he's the guy right now anyway, who seems like he's the up and comer in the secondary.
0: Yeah, no. I, Carrington is. I mean, he played qu- quite a bit last year for a guy that was a true freshman. Uh, he's out of Cincinnati, uh, nearby uh, Molar. You know, I'm sure a lot of people listening are familiar with Cincinnati Moeller. Right. Uh, he was a you know he was a top 100 player at his position. A guy that was you know <laughs> you know obviously thought very highly of, but he's a, he was a freshman. Uh, but he's been playing. I mean, he, just watching him in practice, it looks like he, he's definitely he's running a lot with the ones and and is is just poised for, um, to you know, to put himself in a position to, to have a breakout year. And and you look at, you know, the, the situation we we're talking about on the, as we open the show, the you know, a guy like him is you know possibly stands to. You know, have even more put on his shoulders depending on how that p- process plays out and what it means for, for the availability of some of those players. Um, right. Because, c- you know, a guy, one of those guys, Andrew Phillips, is another kid that um, he, he's probably not in the same um, place on the trajectory as his character and Valentine is right now, but he's he's another young guy who played some uh, last year. I think he started, he, he might have, I don't think he started in the bowl game, but I think he was like number two on the depth chart in the bowl game. Um, you know some of that had to do with this you know they had Kelvin leave and they were just kind of plugging guys plugging holes but he played uh, in the ball game played down the stretch some um, so you're seeing the, the the some a lot of early returns with those young guys you know, said uh, or I'm sorry Carrington leads the you know leads the kind of a, that room in terms of the young guys and how they're going to contribute but there's a, there's several of those young guys that um, are stepping up. Taj Dotson comes to mind. He's another one of the safety, um, who's, who's really, uh, you know, you're hearing his name a lot in camp. Um, you just, you know, Moses Douglas, another kid that, uh, you know, is really, you know, you, you again, you hear his name quite a bit. Um, it, I think they just, I think they've done a good job of just infusing that, that room with, with talent. And, you know, and and, and, and making making this a, a place where you can come, you might not play a lot, but you're going to get on the field. I think they've done a pretty good job of throwing those guys out there enough to kind of keep, you know, just kind of, you know, here's your taste. And here here's what you need to do to, to, to have more, uh, you know, a heartier meal the next time you go out.
1: Right, right. And Tisdale's a guy, talking about the corner spot, I mean, Tisdale's a guy who I think definitely was going to play at corner. He might not have started, but I, like you say, they like to play a lot of guys in the secondary. He was, you know, and he may still play. We, we don't know. It's up in the air. But uh, he he was going to be a factor at corner.
0: Well, what, what makes Tisdale, I, I I think we might have, at least I felt to mention, you know, he had an additional charge in this um you know this this right. the the charges that were filed for wanting and endangering it. I mean, you know, and if you were just you know if you want to get into speculation territory, that's you know that's the just based on what we know, the most serious thing in this in this just from what we know. Right. Um. You know, if you're alleged to have pointed a gun at somebody, that's an awful serious charge. Uh, it goes without saying. Right. So you you you're obviously You know, that could lead to a lot of different places. And Vito is a guy that they've, (laughs) you know, Mark Stoops and Brad White have both kind of uh, poured some water on his, uh, you know, because last year they were, you know, comparing him to Mike Edwards. And, and, uh, well, not necessarily comparing him to Mike Edwards, but, you know, he was, you know, mentioned in the same breath as Mike Edwards. That's kind of the the phrase I like to use. Um, And, and he, he was getting a lot of praise. I mean, and he was making plays too last year. I mean, he was a true freshman out there. He probably, you know, contributed more than any true freshman did from that, from that 2020 signing class Um, just in terms of some of the plays he was able to make. And, 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 you know, you, you could see the, you know, the talent, like the raw talent on display. And they've talked about in camp, you know, being able, he needs to rein that in or be more focused and, you know, I think now in retrospect, some of the reason they poured some water on him is probably related to this incident. You know, right. you would you know, um, you don't want to you know you kind of want to you know I guess you know quote unquote put the guy in his place a little bit. Um, and he, if he's not available, that will be a significant uh, detriment to this defense. because I think he's you know kind of looked at. You know, yeah, he might not be necessarily starting at safety or corner, but he probably was going to be out there on the field a lot as, like, the additional linebacker, as that Jack linebacker top guy. Um, Because they don't really, you know, until J.J. Weaver's, you know, cleared and full goal, they don't really have a guy that immediately stands out as, as a playmaker at that position, and Tisdale was sort of the next guy. Um in turn, and just because I mean, he's just so versatile and he brings a lot, you know, six, 200. He just kind of and he's so active. I mean, he plays ruthlessly and it's it's, you know, his his availability is very important to this team, I would think, in terms of um, regardless of whether uh, Weavers is available right away or not, um, because he just he just gives you the the ability to do a lot of different things. Um, and then how you line up and and it, it just it makes you a little bit more vanilla if you don't have uh him and especially if you don't have him and weaver
1: right right but they do have some other guys who are maybe don't fit quite that skill set but who have a lot of experience guys we haven't touched on yet one is a guy that you wrote on Devonte robinson just talk about a little bit about uh you know what you wrote about Devonte. uh you know he's You know, he had an injury a couple of years ago, is still really kind of coming back from that. But uh, the way he talked, he feels like he's now finally back to 100% and really did get back to being healthy and playing the way he played before he got hurt, right?
0: Yeah, Devontae, uh, certainly he's optimistic. And I love, it's fun talking to Devontae uh, Robinson. He's just always, because I, you know, I go back a long ways with Devontae. He was, when I, uh, when I first, you know, got hired as a reporter, I, I've been with the paper. Anybody listening that doesn't know, I've been with the paper for, you know, I guess this is my 12th year now. Um, but I wasn't a reporter until 2015. Uh, and and that was my, so that was Devontae's senior year. Uh, and he was part of that class, that signing class where Landon, Drake Jackson, Landon Young, Drake Jackson, Cash Daniel, all those guys, you know, came uh, t- came into UK together. Well, Devontae is, a, you know, the only one that's taken advantage of that, that additional year of eligibility, you know, in part because of his injuries and, and some of the stuff that he's dealt with. And and so it's fun you're kind of having that last, you know, connection to the past a little bit for me. Um, right. And watching him, you know, watching him mature, uh, you know, he was always very, it's funny talking to Devontae right now isn't that much different from talking to Devontae back when he was in high school. I mean, he's probably a little more, uh, You know, he's smarter and, 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 you know, has more to say. But, you know, in terms of his demeanor, I think it's, you know, very much that he's the same kid. He's a very mature kid. Um, It's not, you know, you know, they certainly need him to be healthy (laughs) because he uh, again, you know, because he kind of does bring some of those things to the table that I think Tisdale's a better athlete. But he brings some of that same what you know some of that versatility um, that you want on your defense. Devontae is able to pro- contribute a lot, and he's a guy you know he's had a you know some cool moments uh, at UK. I think particularly the you know that scoring that touchdown at Florida you know to kind of seal the deal down there. I think that's probably the thing that that, that first comes to mind with, with Robinson, and you know you want you know you want this to be a place where a senior. You like him he's able to contribute a lot and i think he'll he'll certainly need to you know they will want that from him this year and and i think he's ready for it i mean you know i have no reason not to believe him you know when he says he's fully healthy or feels uh, you know feels like he's he's as fresh as he's been in a while um because i think well last year i think he felt that way last year but i think he underestimated perhaps the um not having played football for, you know, 18 months because he didn't get to go through spring camp. He wasn't like – his leg wasn't ready enough to go through spring camp even. So, uh, you know, when you go from – even if you're fully healed, uh, your body might not be fully ready for the rigors of a – especially a 10-game SEC season, Um, you know, your your mind might be more ready than your body is. And, And I think he's now at a place where his body is more ready for that.
1: Right. And then a couple other experienced guys uh, who, uh, as I'm looking through the uh, depth chart here, are uh, Tyrell Asian, uh, who is a senior who's uh, been around and gotten quite a bit of playing time in and, uh, and, and all four of his, his years. And then another guy who is a fifth-year guy, and that's Quandre Mosley, uh, who was a junior college transfer who came, took advantage of the extra year to come back this year. So, uh, again, as we mentioned before, though, Kentucky's got a lot of experience in the secondary. And those are two guys who kind of add to that.
0: Yeah, it's funny. Those two, both of those guys kind of get lost in the shuffle, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because you know, because it's weird. In college football, if you're young and you're talented, you're obviously getting talked about a lot because you're, you know, people are really excited about you. If you're an old guy that people, you know, love, uh, you know, or you're a local kid, people are talking about you. Like Devontae, if you're, you know, Thai Asian, who's you know in year 4 or year 5 um, you know counting the red shirt year and you've played you know played a lot you were a starter last year but you don't you know you're just you're out there you're doing your job <laughs> so the only time people really are talking about you if you screw something up um, right a lot of times so i think right. he he's a well, guy the interception. Sort
1: of... if you get an interception or if you get burned that's the only time they talk about you <laughs>
0: Right, and, and I think Quandre is a even more, you know, in, in that category he came in from a junior college, and and it's just been he just he's been, he's added depth to you know to the to to the to the room, and he's a, he will play. They're both of those guys are going to play, and they'll play a lot. And you know, I just don't know that they'll be probably not be guys that we're we're hearing their names a whole lot or we're talking about them a whole lot. But you know, those players are important, and it's good to. Um, you know, again, it's good that you can keep guys like that around because it increasingly, uh, you know, as things go forward, you know, with the transfer portal and, and all that stuff, it's, 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 you know, guys are only going to sit and think, well, what, you know, why am I, you know, still here? I mean, because they had, you know, they had one kid. I mean, a younger kid, um, you know, MJ Devonshire that they, <laughs> the staff was pretty high on at one point. He left during the off season. He was, you know. Right. kind of, I guess, I don't know if he saw the writing on the wall, but there were, or because you had so many seniors sticking around, um, he thought, well, this is one more year where I probably won't get to get on the field. So um, it's, it's you know, it, it's, it can't be, you know, it's it's weird, right? I can't imagine managing um, a room like this where a lot of the guys are so similar, you, you know, athletically. I think most of these guys are pretty, close to each other I and mean, i think you have a few unicorn top you know I, like i think Vito is a i think he's a or just a, a different caliber of athlete than almost anybody in the secondary um you know Yusuf corker is, a, is just a special you know <laughs> athlete um but generally a lot of these guys are, are pretty close so it, it's you know how that gets managed i i you know it would be I don't think you would ever get a really straight answer from anybody on what that's really like or how you approach that or the philosophy of how you do it. But it would be fun if you could, I think, especially talk to, you know, know, Chris Collins, but especially Stoops, because Stoops is very involved with this group, you know, because as a, you know, because that's where his background is.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely uh, He was <laughs> In the uh, practice That we got to see On the media uh, On Tuesday There was one portion Where he was really on He was actually on uh, Joel Williamson He was on Chris Collins too And uh, we were Standing there On the sidelines I can't remember Who I was standing with But uh, you know it Reminded me of The old thing The hardest position To coach Is a position coach Is the, the head coach used to coach <laughs> So <but> you're always <laughs> Going to have somebody You're always going to have The head coach uh, In there But uh, you know that On the other On the other hand you know it helps you know he he adds his expertise and i think that's one of the reasons why kentucky's been good in the secretary the past few years um is obviously because mark has has a very uh extensive background coaching defensive backs uh okay just let's wrap this up as um i know you did a um uh depth chart kind of a projected depth chart for the offense you haven't done one for the defense yet have you no, that's coming. Uh okay. you know, I've, well, let's I've, uh <laughs> give us a preview of what you think who who are if uh Louisiana Monroe starts today, who are the four, who are the four starters in the in the defensive backfield?
0: Cool. Um okay, well Carrington Valentine. I feel right. really good about Carrington. Uh I just think he's Right. Um I I, I think I've said this I've said this on the Todd before I think I just think he's just you know he's what a name you know just just the name alone <laughs> right you know um, and, and and he's a really smart kid like getting to you know talk one on one with him a, a few times he, he's saying he's just real sharp like I think he's just he's on top he's like what well I think every football coach would would want um, <laughs> from a player if they could you know draw up a, a guy just in ter- like mentality and you know demeanor. Um, I will. <laughs> I will say you know Devonte. I think Devonte will start. Uh, you know at, at at one of the safety spots alongside Yusuf, uh, Corker. Uh, I think Yusuf, especially he's a. I think that's a no brainer as you know. Right. <laughs> it's the, the closest. Thing. And then I think you know Cedric Dort. I think yeah. rounds out the, the four there. Um, I agree. The, the 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 thing. I mean. I go back and forth on Devontae and and Vito. A a lot of that depends on, you know, obviously the legal stuff, but also just kind of how they want to, you know, what, how they want to start out, you know, with what that looks like. Or, I mean, and it could be Devontae and Vito. Right. um, You know, if they go out there with five. Right. Which is very possible.
1: Right. Yeah. That nickelback position is going to be a very important position. It's very important in college football right now. How they get that, you know, who ends up playing that spot. Uh, will be very important as well But no I agree I think that's going to be Your base four And then you, those other guys I think are going to see A lot of playing time Especially guys like Mosley and Asian And you know There are a lot of Different packages And a lot of different Coverages that they use So And like I say And like you said With Tisdale and Waves, We'll see how that all All plays out um, Anything else you want to add About this Secondary before we wrap up This uh, uh, Episode of the Position by position series
0: I think uh, You know it's you know, obviously, I know people. Uh, you know, listening defense isn't as sexy to talk about as offense, but uh, I do feel like this group, though, if you're, if you're going to get excited about one group um, on the defense, I feel like this is the, these are the guys to really get excited about. Um, I just you've got a lot of playmakers, a lot of you know, a lot of good talkers, a lot of good you know personalities on, on that, in that room a lot of guys who've been around the program and you know, have given a lot to the program and appreciated, you know, what, what, you know, they, they they're there. I know we talked, uh, you know, recently with, with Corker and Devonte Robinson, they were both really excited about having fans back in the stadium. Like a lot of fans being back around, right. you know, so I think it's, it's, a uh, you know, it'll be fun to see what that group does. And I know last year they, they were able to generate, um, a lot of interceptions. I, you know, I go back and forth on intercept. Obviously, you want, you know, your guys to, to grab the ball. I still feel like a lot of that's luck it, it, to some degree, you know, because if you're playing the position well, you're putting yourself in positions to make those plays a lot. But that mm-hmm. doesn't mean you could be in position 95% of the time where you're supposed to be and still not ever come away with interception all year, yeah. you know. Like, <laughs> it's, it's right. a lot of it's just, you know, if where the ball drops.
1: Yeah. And if you're doing your job covering a guy and you've got him well covered, they're not going to throw in your direction. So you're not going to get an interception. So yeah, but still they had 16 interceptions last year. So that uh, I think that'd be hard to match, but it'll be, uh, uh, but obviously they want to get as many interceptions as they can. But yeah, that's a good point. If you're, if you're, if you've got your guy locked down, they're not going to throw in your direction. So sometimes that's an overrated stat as far as the value of a particular Defensive back But yeah It's going to be fun To see how this group develops It's going to be fun Because you've got a, One of the <clears throat> Point of emphasis I think during fall camp Has been the pass rush They want more sacks Last year Than they had last year When they ranked uh, I think maybe last In the SEC I believe But uh brad white was talking yesterday about how that's that's not just on the defensive line that's uh, and it's not on one player yeah, you know they all all 11 have to do their job including the secondary if you get good coverage and the quarterback takes more time to throw you got a better chance of getting a sack so it all kind of works together uh so okay well that wraps up this edition of the uh, the our position by position series on the secondary be sure and <clears throat> follow josh on twitter at josh Moore hl follow all his coverage we got plenty more coverage through camp stay tuned we'll have plenty more coverage of what's going on with the uh with the charges against the uk players and how that plays out and josh as always thanks for being on the podcast
0: thanks john we'll uh keep it going
1: okay that'll do it for this edition of the john clay podcast my thanks as always to josh moore follow him on twitter at josh moore hl check out his work on kentucky.com and the print edition of the herald leader check out all of our podcasts on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher tuned in google podcasts and our radio podcasts leave us a rating review follow me on twitter at john clay iv or send me an email jclay at herald-leader.com thanks again to josh thanks again to everybody who listens, and we'll be talking to you again soon.